for calling Call Me Cowboy. For Western lifestyle, press 1. For country music, press 2. For cowgal pals, press 3. Or stay on the line to speak to our representatives. Thank you. Welcome back to the Call Me Cowboy podcast. It's Hi, guys. I'm so excited to talk today. We have today, we're talking about things we learned in our 20s. Yes. So we have a lot to talk about. Actually, I wrote down like a bunch of stuff. I feel like my 20s were like, obviously, the most pivotal times in my life so far. Like I'm 24 now, so I guess I've only had like four years of experience. But I feel like within these last four years, I've learned more than my entire like teenage lifespan yeah I just turned 25 but same I feel the same way uh and I hear all these people when I was like a teen or like even in my very early 20s when I was like 2021 I'd hear people say oh in your 20s you'll learn blah 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 and I'd be like that's so stupid like and I think it was like so cliche like some of the things they were saying and I'd be like whatever you know sure I'm sure you do but now that I'm actually like been through some of the stuff I'm like wow you really do like it once you once you actually go through it it makes more sense like I don't know yeah yeah I feel like just your 20s in general like you can process things a little bit better than when you were a teenager and like for some reason when I was younger I always thought like it was literally my life goal to be married by the time I was 21 and then to have kids by the time I was 23 and I think really just what I had thought was that I was gonna have all my shit together by the time I was in my 20s like once you're 20 like you're an adult and you should have your shit together you should know like how to operate yourself and the life around you and so that's just true. not the case like I'm literally yeah. almost 25 and I feel like I'm sort of at the point to where I'm like a little bit more mature than I was before and like can see life for like what it is and all that just like process things a lot better than when I was younger but like yeah. in my young young 20s like 2021 20, 22 I was it, not insane but off the like mentally like I could just be like all the way up here like super happy or like all the way down to where I can't couldn't control my emotions or anything so I don't know I feel like the 20s really are like when you need to figure out friendships and relationships and like about yourself and then maybe by the time I turn 30 I'll have my shit figured out a little bit more yeah no I I want to say at the beginning of my 20s we had just we got married when we were 19 sorry the U.S. military is flying over my house it's like every time we just start the podcast we've been talking for an hour and i don't even think i heard them nope they they know when we when i hit record and they come over here okay in my early 20s we had just moved to washington and i was like away from all my family and i grew up in a house with four i had three sisters so like you're never alone you're always with somebody um and that was like really hard for me and so i feel like the first thing i learned um that i didn't think i'd ever learn i guess was the difference between like finding solitude and like being happy alone versus like being lonely like when I was younger I never I never wanted to be by myself and I never wanted to like I I don't know I never wanted to be by myself I couldn't just sit in a room on my own and be content that way I always needed someone around like around me and I meet a lot of adults now like that are a lot older than me that still struggle with that and I'm like dude Mm. you need to like figure it out because I I through being in Washington and being away from everybody as much as it sucked, like really figured out like my groove and my like alone time. And now, even though I'm like super extroverted, I'm like happy to be by myself. Like, and I need to be by myself sometimes just to like process and do the things I like doing. And yeah, like, I don't mind being. I don't think a lot of people, like you said, I don't think a lot of people actually give themselves that time. I think when I was younger, I was almost the opposite. Like in high school, I didn't really care to hang out with friends. Like I didn't, really want to necessarily in the amount of time that I did spend alone in my room like doing work and like that's all I cared about like since I was 15 years old it is super valuable because you are you like become content with just like who you are I feel like you learn more about yourself like there's just such a big value to having and spending alone time like even if you're in a relationship like just being by yourself is super important yeah. And something I, something that, that goes hand in hand with that, that I learned is like when I was younger, I see, I was not like, I was social butterfly all through high school. And I like, I, but I never had like a big, super close friend group. I was always like me and one other girl. And then I had a guy friend group that was like always constant through my whole life. Sorry. 
That's okay. It's weird because like on the other side of the Zoom recording, I can't, I can't even hear it. Yeah, it's so loud. When I it's edit so it, I can hear it a little bit. For sure. They really, they really want to be up above my house right now. <laughs> Anyways, uh, like I would have like one super close friend that I spent all my time with. And because I didn't want to be alone and I wanted to have like someone to be with me and, you know, do shit with, I would like really allow people to treat me or I would like, I, I mean, I wouldn't say I allow them to treat me bad, but I just settle for like, okay, this is like as good as it's going to get. So we're just going to be fine with this like a lot. And there were so many people that I would have to like fight for just basic friendship, you know, like with mm. like people that like, I remember this one specific girl that she would always like, anytime we'd want to hang out, she'd dip on me. And then I'd find out that she was like hanging out with someone else. Like if there was a better offer. She was always going there. She was never like, she never like helped me, never was there for me, never cared about my problems. I don't know. I, I really don't even know. We would just fuck around together. Like really like mm -hmm. just have, like have fun together. But at the, which sounds like, oh, that's all you really need. But at the same time, it's like when I would struggle with things, I had no, I still had no one. Yeah, there's no depth to it. Yeah. Yeah. And through learning to like be alone and being okay with that, I just realized like, I don't have fucking time for this. Like, I don't care. I, I fear I'd rather have no friends than, you know, a bad friend. Like I'd 100%. rather just, yeah, I'd rather just have no one around me than be around someone who's shitty. And I ended up being able to remove a lot of people from my life. And I just kind of have a no, a no, like, I guess no second no tolerance for that. Yeah. No tolerance policy for that. Yeah. Like if I feel something's going off, I'll just be like, yeah, no, I'll be in my yeah. own company. I'll it's, it's fine. I'm good. It's hard though, because I feel like you're obviously just surrounded by the same people oh, yeah. all the time. So you do in a way, like if you want to have communication with people and like just have friends around you, yeah. you kind of have to settle for the people that are around you. Like there were some really good people in high school, but I don't think I actually like met my true friends until I was in high school rodeo. But I know even Keegan, like when he was younger, he was surrounded by like the wrong crowd. And it really was like for him, like not to speak for him, but it was just like to be cool, you know, like that was the game the whole time was just like, yeah. who was the coolest. And when we first got together, which would be like in our younger twenties, um, we did like have to cut all those people off and it was like a very weird period in our life because we were hanging out with those people. Like once I got with him, like you still wanted to hang out with them and all that. So I was like part of the group too. But then once you do cut them off, you do have like this period of like severe, like loneliness almost like him and I had each other, but it was still so weird to not like go hang out with these people and like surround ourselves with like other people. And like at that yeah. time, since we were hanging out with them, we didn't have like good solid people in our life. And it took us a while to find that. And I think and that I, even in ourselves, in our, like that period for us, helped us out a lot. And I'm not recommending that you have no friends. Like, I don't think any human being yeah. can live without human interaction. Like you can have don't settle not. for shitty people. Yeah. Just don't like, yeah, I, I just won't do that. Like, obviously you need to have friends. You need to go out. Like you need to like, mm -hmm. if that's just your acquaintance at work or the guy that does your laundry at the dry cleaner and that's who you talk to and that's your social interaction. Like you desperately need it. Even if you're an introvert, yeah. you need it. But I just won't, like I said, like you were saying, like, it's not like in high school where I feel like you almost like in order to be confident, you have to have a group and you have to have mm -hmm. someone you fit in. Like, and I get that because I high, school sucks. high school sucks. Yeah. yeah. And you I never want to go back. Yeah. No, I wake up every single morning and I thank God that I'm done with high school. Literally. Yeah, I don't, I don't, not a day goes by that. I don't appreciate that. If you're listening to this and you're in high school, girl, just hang on. Hang yeah. on. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah. But literally I don't talk to a single person from my high school. I like maybe, maybe I see like, there's some that I see every once in a while. And I'm like, Oh, Hey, but like, I, nobody's like in my orbit from then I'm living a completely different life than I was that I'm not yeah. the same person I was, you know, but yeah, definitely just being able to cut off shitty people and mm -hmm. learning to be alone and be okay with that. And like, respect it and enjoy my time alone I had a friend sure. who we're not really friends anymore but we, she would ask me like why like I would say I like I would say I wanted to be alone and she's like are you okay like are you depressed I'm like no I just I just need to be alone like I need just time to like process to be okay yeah and I go through like waves really where I'm like super extroverted I was talking about some Instagram and I'm like all out there that's like my normal, you know, but like every once in a while I'll go through a dip where I'm like, I just need to be alone. I need to not talk to anybody. I need to not see anybody. I need to just process shit and be by myself for a little bit. And I don't know, it's how it's super healthy and it's good for you. And you mm -hmm. should, 
try your best to make time where you can be by yourself and really sort through your own emotions. And like, cause you're not going to be able to like process and be a good parent or just adult in general, if you can't understand your own emotions and be able to work yeah. through them, you know? Well, I know a lot of people I've heard before, well, I've heard this on a podcast and then it made me think about the people in my life that this would be totally true. Um, that like some people's worst fear is literally being alone in their thoughts. And yep. like, that's really scary to me. If you can't handle your own self, like what would you be able to handle as far as like outside external forces that are coming like to you and like in your life, if you're not able to, again, handle your own thoughts and like process them and work through them. And that is like, not going to set you up for life very well at all. And especially like, if we're talking about kids and all of that, like it'd be really bad. And that term of like finding yourself. I know when I was younger, even in my early twenties, I'd be like, what does that even mean? Like, that's so stupid. Like finding yourself, what figuring out who you are, but it's not even, it's like 50% of that is literally just learning to be alone with yourself and being okay with it and having yeah. like an inner dialogue that's healthy and good because you are the only person that you're stuck with forever. Like you right. literally are your best friend. Like you have if to you be. Don't enjoy your own company. Then what the fuck, what the fuck are you going to do? Yeah. yeah. Like, cause like literally everybody is not permanent. Like even your spouse, like you, I have an amazing spouse, you have an amazing spouse, but like he could die any day. Like, and I'm yeah. just here. I'm the only constant, you know, like I, yeah, I you don't should know. never rely on somebody else. Like, I think a lot of people that can't process their own thoughts, they put that onto their spouse. Like mm-hmm. they need their spouse to like to make them, them happy things. And that's yeah. never going to happen. Like that's no. not even something that I wrote down, but that is something that I've learned. Like truly your spouse will not make you happy. Like they'll support you. They'll be there for you. Like that is great. But you are the only person that can actually make yourself like truly happy, no matter what your spouse does for you. He could bring you flowers every single fucking day and it still won't do it if you're not like solidified within yourself. My physics teacher, my senior year told me like, oh, you can't love anybody until you like fully know and love yourself. And I was like, yeah, I do know and love myself. Like you're dumb. I'm so smart and I'm 16. Right. And I like the older I get, the more true and true that gets, because like you're saying, like, if you don't fully know yourself and love yourself, you do put it on other people to make you happy. Yeah. And like your environment, you like need your environment to provide you, which like sometimes your environment can be shitty. And that's why like I can't, I think I said this on the podcast, but like, obviously you're not going to be like, woohoo, I'm having the best time in the fucking Holocaust. Like it's the Holocaust, right? Like you're, you're not going to have a good time, but like, uh, like, you know, that you can't put it on other people and you really do have to know yourself and love yourself and be okay with yourself before you can do that for other people. And that's how you're like, I don't know when you recognize your own inner struggles, it also gives you so much empathy for other people because I can, I can look at somebody and how they're acting and already know like, oh, it's because of this. Like mm-hmm. they must be struggling with this. And like, I, even though they do something shitty to me, I can kind of be like, well, I mean, I know they're struggling with this. Like the thing with like being alone, like there are certain people in my life that w- constantly need me around or constantly, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like annoying, but then I'm like, you know what? Like they haven't figured this out, which is sad when you meet somebody who's like yeah. a lo- older than you a lo- by a lot, or even just a little. And you're like, you still haven't. Yeah. And it's, Cause they won't be alone and they don't want to do the work to figure them their shit out, which like, let me tell you so many people. Okay. This is like something that's been really in the past year, a theme you'll in your twenties. If you're in your twenties, you probably know what I'm talking about. Hannah, you're going to know what I'm talking about. There'll be like a constant reoccurring thing that you're saying. And you're like, Oh my God, I'm like really learning this right now. And my, the thing for me lately has been like, so many people try to avoid pain by, by not doing something. And in turn, they just prolong it. Like to just are so afraid of feeling anything that they will just absolutely steer clear of it. Like I I know somebody who like should break up with their spouse, but they choose not to because they don't want to be in that pain of of missing that person. So they're just going to be in pain forever because, because they people too that don't like, if they're not solidified within themselves and they obviously know that they have like some stuff to work on those are usually the people that end up with like quote unquote projects of a spouse because then they don't have to think about themselves. Then they're just thinking about like how they can help their spouse or like their girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever it is so that they don't even have to focus on themselves at all. And I think they do it subconsciously, but it's still something that it's like a constant cycle that they get it. And like you said, it (laughs) longevity wise, it makes your problem so much fucking worse. And you have to be like, marriage is so complicated. Like I I will say that over and over and over again to the day I die, or even just long-term relationship like you and Keegan, it is so complicated because people just grow and change all the time. And people would always say, give that to me as the reason why I shouldn't have gotten married young. Like, oh, you guys are going to grow. Don't listen to them. They're stupid. If you Mm -hmm. love each other and you're, and you're supposed to be together, 
you're going to grow it's together and you'll be fine. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it'll be worth it. But at the same time, like there's going to be so many turbulent things and like, just, there are so many things that you see in TV shows that you think that does not happen, you know, in real life. And then you go out in real life and like, you see it like fucking crazy, weird family members that turn out to be pedophiles or like freaking people getting divorced or just the craziest shit you've ever imagined. Like it will happen in your life, like in your immediate family somewhere. And like, you need to be able to like weather that. And if you and your spouse don't know yourselves well enough to be, to regulate your own self, like if one of you has to take care of both of you, it's not Mm going to be fucking good. Like, or if both of you have to take care of each other because you can't deal with your own shit, like things are not going to be okay. And then throw children into the mix of that. Or like even friends, like if you're friends with somebody who constantly needs you and you constantly need them, like, it's just not healthy. You need to be able to regulate your own shit so that you guys can navigate and tackle whatever shit comes your way. You know, like you just, you need to be able to do that. And yeah, that's definitely a big part of my 20s being alone, not settling for shitty people. What was the last thing? Oh, avoidance of pain. People like avoiding pain. I have way more than this, but you haven't said one. So I want you to (laughs) No, those were actually really good. They like, a lot of the things that you said kind of applied to like what I wrote down too, but I'll go with like the love route. I think one of the biggest things that I've learned is actually how hard relationships can be. And I think I was just so blindly optimistic, like in high school, like if a relationship is meant to be, then it's going to be easy all the time. It's going to flow. Like you guys are going to always just be head over heels with each other. And like, that is really not the case. Like not to like turn anybody off of a relationship, but I think one of the most beautiful parts about like being in a relationship and like going through things is it really does make you guys stronger as a couple. And like, I don't know. I just think like, again, like if I ever got annoyed with a boyfriend, I would pretty much like immediately break up with them. And that was just basically like my cycle with people because I'm like, okay, well, if I'm annoyed with you, then obviously this isn't meant to be. And with Keegan and I, we moved in with each other like four months into our relationship and everything like moved super fast. In the first few years, we're like, honestly really difficult but like I feel like genuinely relationships have to go through those sort of things like I said to become stronger to end up having better communication like it never starts out perfect and that's one of the biggest things that I learned because it's truly like love is literally like do I believe in soulmates I don't really know which probably would have crushed my 16 year old soul because I'm like no my person is out there it's the one person but I really think love truly now is the person that choice yeah, exactly. That's yeah. what I wrote down. The person that you wake up every single day and you choose them, you choose to like love them and work hard for them and to support them. And like every single day, that is your choice to love that person. And it doesn't make it any less magical. It doesn't make it any less beautiful. Actually, I personally think it makes it more beautiful because you are like, it is your choice. It's free will. Like you love this person and you're willing to do whatever you can to make sure that your guys' relationship like lasts a lifetime. On the other side of it, though, I will say, like, it should be easy in the way that, like, if you're with somebody and it's, like, up and down constantly, it's never, like, you don't know if you're together or not. Like, it should be easy getting into the relationship. It should be easy. You guys have the same, you know, morals, general life views. Like, all of that should be easy. Like, yeah, long relationships, like marriage, long-term relationships, those are hard because Mm. it's long. Things happen. It's a long time. But like, it should be easy to get into. Like, if you are trying to reconcile your toxic ass boyfriend right now by hearing us say, oh, it'll be hard. No, if he's like not. Don't twist my words. Don't (laughs) do that. No, it should not be hard like that. Like, that's not what we mean. We mean hard. Like, he's never going to put his fucking socks in the the hamper. It's never going to happen. It's going to drive you fucking crazy for the rest of your life. And that's just going to be something you got to like go to sleep at night and be like, please don't let me murder him today. Like, there will be days where you literally want to stab him. But that's just because fucking that's marriage like long long relationships like that it should be easy Mm -hmm. in in terms of like and I I agree like I don't know if I agree and like believe in like soulmates but I definitely believe that there is like a person you are supposed to be with and I think a lot of people get caught up in the oh there's no soulmates I just need to like settle for someone and I don't think that's true like I think this is leading into my next thing that I was going to talk about like so many people that I did not realize this when I was younger. I, I guess I looked at the statistic. 70% of people say they settle in marriage and that they marry someone just because they convenience. want yeah. convenience. They need to get married. Like they don't pick someone that like actually treats them the way they want to be treated. And how many people do we know in our life that we absolutely know that that's the case? I could, I literally can only list two other couples, you and my sister 
that I know for a fact are married to the person they are supposed to be with. And like, I've seen them together. I know you guys have like, you are you're like the perfect balance of having things in common and also being different. So that you yeah. are like both good at different things and you complete each other, but you're also super alike. And like, you treat each other with respect and you actually care about each other and like treat you still after so many years, treat each other the way you are supposed to be treated. Like mm-hmm. I just, I see so many people that are in relationships that that is just not the case. Like yeah, it's really sad. toxic ass marriages. And it's sad because it won't even be like two bad people. It'll just be two people that are not meant to be together. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like li- literally like you believe in God and he's an atheist. This is never going to work. Like, I don't care who you are. I think in your twenties too, what happens is you start to like build a life together. So like, even without kids, say you like move into a house together, you get like, get all the same things. Like, you know, furniture and all that shit. And it feels hard for people. Like life happens really fast. So that's like what I was saying, like in the beginning of your relationship, like really, you got to kind of decide, like, is this somebody that I actually really see myself being with? Because you could be two years down the road, you're moved in with this person. And that makes it so hard to actually like cut the cord, break up with them and like move out of that situation. And especially once you're what married, having kids, all that stuff. Like I can imagine how hard that would be. It's that prolonging of the avoidance of pain. Like I'm going to avoid the pain of breaking up with them. And then you end up, you end up just sitting in this waiting room with this person Mm -hmm. for fucking years. And then you realize, Oh my God, I don't want to be with them. But like, uh, they're my only option now. And like, I'm stuck. Like I, I, I know so many people who are in that exact situation and then don't leave because they're too afraid of starting over with someone else. And I, I just, think some people think they're going to change. Like, I think some people like go into the relationship thinking, okay, I'm going to change this person. I'm going to make them the way that I want them to be. And if that's the way you're going into a relationship, then you are not going to be in the right one because that is not going to happen. And you should love that person for who they are, not who you're going to no. make them. No. And I think like, there's like a, an idea of like, Ethan talks about this a lot because when you apply for the police department, right, you take like a bunch of tests and like there's a polygraph and you know, yada, yada. And some of the questions they ask you on the polygraph are things that like a lot of people don't even realize make you not able to be a cop. Like if you've seen porn at work. So like, uh, if like, you know, if you were ever on Twitter, like even now, like as a, like, you'll just be scrolling and there'll be like a naked fucking person. Like, cause that's Twitter. Uh, if that happens to you at work, you've seen porn at work, you can't be a cop. Uh, like, yeah, there like lots of things like that. And people will literally not even realize like that these like certain drugs that you do, there's like 20 year time things on them. And you don't realize that when you're doing them, that this is going to affect you for like ever. Like if you're in high school, like some of the shit you're doing, like I'm not talking about your mom who's like, don't post that bikini picture on Facebook because your, your job's not going to, no, that's fucking stupid. I mean, like literal shit, like, like we're talking about, like getting in that relationship and being like, oh, it's just for fun. Like, I just want to have fun. And then you're there three years later and you're like, oh fuck, I'm, you know, X amount of years old. And I've been with this person forever and I don't want to leave them. And like, you need to think like long-term of your action. Like, it sounds so dramatic to say like, don't date someone you wouldn't marry, but like, that's how I truly feel about it. Like, don't be in a relationship Mm -hmm. with someone who you don't see something happening with because shit life does happen fast and you could get stuck. Like you could suck yourself every single day. Like what does that do to you mentally? Like I look at so many people that had kids with someone that they didn't like, and I remember them when they were young. Like I know I knew them with that person. And I'm like, I know you don't want to be with that person, but you're just stuck. Like you just feel like you have to be there for your kid that you had on accident with that Mm -hmm. person. And like, no hate to fucking single moms you guys rock and no hate to people that have kids out of wedlock you guys rock too but in there but like don't don't you that cut shit can happen you can get stuck with someone somewhere yeah. like i you just don't even realize it and and i'd say that's like literally like that statistics as 70 percent of the population like people that just they're just stuck there and you don't live your best life that way you no. don't live to your full potential that way no you should be with your best friend like it really should be somebody that you like crave to hang out with that Mm -hmm. if you go on vacation if it's like a girl's trip or something that you like miss your man a little bit you know because he just like makes everything that much better for you like it needs to be somebody that yeah that you're sexually attractive to or attracted to but then also that literally you just love hanging out with that you would just want to like talk to about everything and just like all of that and like yeah relationships can be hard and I feel like one of the biggest reasons like long-term relationships is really where I feel like it gets hard. Like you're right. Like in the beginning, like it needs to be bliss. Like it needs to be something like, Oh my God, like I'm head over heels for this guy. But then especially when you get into long-term relationships, like there's a lot of conversations that you need to have, whether it's like about exes or just like tendencies or anything like that, that are hard ass conversations to have. And you wouldn't really want to talk to even like your actual like girl best friend about, but like it does need to happen in your relationship. And that is what they're hard conversations. Nobody wants to have them. 
but it does make you guys like that much closer. And I think like when I was younger, I, there's just like, there's no way, like you would tell me something like that. And I'm like, no, like it, it doesn't need to be that deep, but like genuinely it does. And it actually does turn out to be like just so much better for you guys. I always tell people the parallels between spouses and parents is like so weird. Like, cause like I, like me and Georgia talk about this all the time. We'll be like, you cannot have any, like we'll meet girls that like won't poop or fart in front of their husband. And I, it literally drives me nuts. Cause I'm like, you have to live with him forever. Like you're going to give birth to his child. Probably your mm-hmm. vagina is literally going to rip open in front yeah. of him and you're going to shit on the shit. table. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. and you're not going to poop in front of him. Like yeah. I, and I tell George all the time, I'm like, when I was younger, if something really bad was like going on with me, like with my body that I was nervous about, I'd be like, mom, look at this for me. You know what I mean? Like you got to have that one person in your life that you can be like, this is fucking embarrassing. Help me the fuck out. Yes. And now that you're older, it's not your mom anymore. It's yeah. your fucking husband. Like that is who it is. So if you have boundaries and like, if there is a time in your life where you're scared about something and you're like, I can't ask my husband, look this, I need to go to a random fucking doctor. What kind of marriage do you have? Yeah. hundred percent. Like- <laughs> no, Keeg literally. He said the other day we were showering together and he was like, let me shave your legs for you. And I was like, okay, that's so weird. But there's this TikTok trend going on right now of like pregnant women and they're having their men shave like everywhere on them because they can't see anything and freaking kids like I need to practice shaving so that when you're pregnant like I can do it for you and I was like I love you so much so just like little shit like that and like genuinely when you are with your best friend and it's somebody that you feel safe with like boundaries like that just really aren't a thing because again you feel like your emotions are safe with them. They're not somebody that, I mean, they may give you shit, but it's not something that's that deep. Like, you know, that they truly love you. And that yeah. is just like, that's what you need to be with. That's like Georgia. I, I don't think she'll care if I say this, but she's got her fucking, <laughs> one of her hands doesn't work. Right. So like, oh, yeah. she can't shave her coochie. Like, yeah. like her oh, husband yeah. has to, like, she can't <laughs> literally straight up cannot do it. She's, she's like, Grace, please help me. Like, there's no, like, there's no one else. Like he's the only person you have nothing else. So that's a big part of your 20s figuring out relationships and what you're, you know, what you want, what you don't want. And like, maybe you're a person that doesn't even want to be ever married. Maybe you're a person that doesn't ever want to be, I, I don't know, doesn't ever want to have kids, doesn't ever want to whatever. And that's fine. If that's what you want and you're happy that way, that's totally okay. But if you want to be in a monogamous relationship, just you and your spouse, like you need to think about these things. Like even when you're young, like be smart about what you're doing. Cause yeah, shit all comes back to you, baby. It'll all mm-hmm. come back like, in, like a boomerang. Mm-hmm. um what the next thing what should we say okay the importance of discipline okay like wanting it isn't enough you have got to work on days you don't want to work and that's mm-hmm. where you actually will see success is like pushing through shit um dude I could go on and on about this I never realized that are you getting your b-real yeah I just I just did mine why is it always going off in our podcasting I know uh, uh but yeah you have I never realized that there was people that didn't have discipline I, I guess just didn't want want things normally in their mm-hmm. life I I thought everybody was super driven and just wanted to go after shit and I'm realizing again like that same thing with people that just settle into relationships they settle into jobs they don't go, do what they want for a living they don't have the drive to even try to they like that's just how so many of our world lives and I just mm-hmm you need to have discipline so that you don't do those things. Like, like, again, people talking about, um, uh, you know, like that short, like that short-term happiness versus the long-term happiness, right? Like do, they want to go do stupid things and, and have stupid one night stands or whatever it is. And like, I'm not hating against that. If that's what you want to do, go off girl. But like, if you, it, sometimes you can get away from what you really want in the long run because you don't have the discipline to keep yourself, you know, like in the moment you might life does happen so fast like once you turn 18 especially if you want to move out and be away from your parents like you need to make your own money you need to get a job and I feel like a lot of people just get stuck in that cycle and they forget about what they love and like on the discipline thing too I think probably in my 20s one of the most profound things that I learned is that motivation really isn't real like it's very fleeting it's very temporary so there may be times that you do like quote unquote, get motivation and you feel like super inspired and just like you can work so hard, but it's the times that you don't feel motivated and inspired and you still like go to work and put in the work and like put in that hustle that really is going to make you successful. 
and there's nothing like we were talking about before there's no external force that's going to give it to you like you're not going to be able to like just create this environment that makes you feel motivated all the time um it can help you that's for sure if you like set up your office right or whatever but you really need to like think about like I think about any time that I feel it, I wake up just feeling super groggy and just like not wanting to work. I'm like, okay, this is probably the time that I really need to push and make myself like have a really good productive work day. Um, because that's what really truly is going to set you apart from others and like make you more successful. One of my favorite quotes ever is Pablo Picasso and it's inspiration exists, but it has to find you working like, and that is like the most, any day that I have a shitty day and I feel like I can't do anything. That is like the thing that I keep to obviously do your self-care if you need if you're burnt out take your break but like it really is true like there isn't anything that's gonna no and nobody's behind you anymore when you're young there's always a teacher always a parent even in college there's like a grade book you know there's an external thing like telling you like do this do this do this you have to be willing to push yourself and work yourself and and make yourself do the things you don't want to do eat vegetables work out drink water you know, be your fucking parent. Alchemist, like it basically like one of the biggest points was the omens aren't going to find you unless you seek them. Unless you're constantly working on like trying to find those signs, they're not going to be there. They're not just going to randomly come to you while you're laying on the couch watching TV. Like you have to put in the work to make this shit happen. I was talking to uh, Emmy from Emo Goat Mom. She like posted something on her stories the other day about something breaking on her trailer or something. She's like going through it. And she was like, some days I like hate this. And I responded, I was like, I cannot tell you how many days I feel the same way, but then I'm like thinking about it. And I'm like, if what I was doing was easy, everybody would be doing it. And there's going to be fucking yeah. hard times like my fridge breaking. And it's like, yeah, my fridge is broken and it sucks right now. And it's like expensive to fix, but like, I'm also getting to do a lot of things that most people my age aren't doing. Like all the people that I know that graduated at the same, like that graduated, like they're all fucking working, like work from home, telecommunication, like in marketing, like just fucking slaving their life away nine to five Monday through Friday so they can just have two nice days off and then that's it. Like that's their whole life. And I get to have such a different, I don't know. It really is about, I've, you've, you've heard this so much because it's like fucking basically magnetic poetry at this point, but like, you know, create the life that you want, like make something that you want. Like I know a girl over around here, she was talking about wanting to get a a better job, but like, didn't want to have to work um, full time because her husband's a firefighter. And I'm like, go find something that you can do that with them. Like work towards something that that can be your end goal. Like, why would you settle and just say, well, I just can't find something like that and just go work a nine to five, mm-hmm. five days a week. Like go figure something out for yourself. That discipline again, like that you need you make yourself do it because I like, Ethan's going to be a firefighter. He's going to work two days a week. I don't want to be in an office for three of those, you know, three of his days off. Like, I mm-hmm. want to be at home with him. Like, I, I want to be, you know, be able to go on trips and do whatever I want. Like, I I just couldn't imagine. I'd rather work for myself any day of the freaking week. So, yeah, yeah I think again. like a bad day doing what you love is like Way so much better, better than, than a good day at the office doing what you hate. Yeah. So, like, I do get caught up in that. I feel like, too, like, even though I'm like creating the life that I really like, I get caught up in the days where it's like, damn, this is super shitty. But I always have to think about like, okay, I got myself here though. And one year ago I would have manifested this life or I was manifesting like I'm living every single day. And I had a friend that was like, you work so much. Like, isn't that like hard for you? Like, isn't that toxic? And I'm like, no, because I want it. Like I'll work 70 hours a week for me over 40 for somebody else. Like 40 for somebody else makes me feel like I want to slit my wrist, but 70 for me is like, it's like what you love to do. And it's got my name on it. No one else's. I'm not, you know, out here grinding for fucking, I don't know, Apple or whoever else. It's me. It's my, I'm the boss. So I get to take days off when I want and move things around. And yeah, no, I, I love it. That's a big, a big thing. I've learned the discipline thing and just not waiting for motivation or inspiration to strike, just trying yeah. to push through those times. And like, though, like you're going to have so many periods like that, figuring out how to get through that and like coming up with a step-by-step when I feel like this, what do I do? And I was just telling George about this the other day because she's, George is 21. So she's like just now getting through. I feel like it's great that me and Georgia are like, we're like three and a half years apart. And so when she's experiences something, I've like Matt just mastered it. So I'm able to be mm-hmm. like, okay, here's what you need to do. And I can like tell her exactly. And I was telling her, I'm like, what, those times where you're like lacking motivation, everything sucks, you're like going through it. Here's my, what I do every time that happens. I get off social media because it just makes it so much worse. Like, especially if you do it for a living, 
it like actually kills your fucking brain just to open that app. Like it makes you feel miserable. I get off social media. I pick up a different uh, medium of art. So I'll start writing or I'll paint or I'll, you know, just something other than what I do for work. Uh, I pick up a book and I fucking exercise and that's what I do. And I do that for a week and I don't talk to anyone. I just live my life. And I try to like go have dinner with somebody. I go to Barnes and Noble. I prioritize my fucking mental health over all the other side projects I have. And I just do that. And that, that's how I come out of it every single time. And I know that I come out of it every time and figuring that out for yourself, it'll help you a lot. And then when you come to those points, like I'm in one of those points right now, you start to think like, okay, no, I'm going to be all right. I'm going to come out of this. It feels shitty right now, Mm -hmm. but everything's going to be fine. I need to do my self-care, which is like, that's my next thing I've learned. I'm so important. So important. (laughs) So important. It's such a like buzzword right now, but it really is. And it comes in so many forms. Like for me, reading is a big thing that like, I would like pick up and drop and pick up and drop. And like, I didn't realize how much it was really helping me to read every day. Um, and now I do. And I like literally read every single day, but yeah, no self-care is so important so that you can get through those periods of time where you're lacking motivation, lacking inspiration. And yeah, that's, that's yeah. I think point. a lot of the stuff that like really does help us is so, I guess you could say like cliche in society. And it's so in your face that a lot of us like, like read, work out, eat healthy. It's just like, so ingrained, embedded into our head that it's almost something that we look over when we are actually trying to better ourselves. But that's like, to that point, that's like one of the biggest things that I feel like I've learned too, is to really pay attention to what my body is telling me. Because I do remember when I was working, like, like I said, I've been working since I was like 15, like just constantly nonstop. And especially when I was younger, like before my twenties, um, I would get burnt out so easily. So it would be like three, three weeks of just like nonstop work, like no vacation, no nothing, just because it was what I really loved to do. But I wouldn't pay attention to my body when I felt like a burnout was coming. And now I'm like very, just so much more in tune with my body that when I do feel like, which we talked about this in the last podcast too, like when I do really feel like. I need a break and I need to like just readjust my inspiration for what I'm doing or like my focus and whatever I'm trying to pursue that is super important to pay attention to. And like, I like what you were saying, like, those are the times that you really need to like buckle down and like forget about, I think one of the biggest things with social media is that especially when it is your job, like people are constantly posting. So when you see people constantly posting, quote unquote, working, you're like, shit, like I need to keep up with them in order to like make this successful. Like I need to put in that grind, but there is no problem and no shame in taking a week off but you know what the thing with those jobs that I like more and more and more the the more I work for myself I learn like those jobs are not like I'm not saying you don't need more breaks because I think you probably should have more breaks but if you don't get burnt out as much there because when when the clock strikes five and you clock out you're done baby girl you are (laughs) I don't give a fuck what I didn't get done today I am out of here you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like but like if it's jobs like teaching and stuff where it's like that shit follows you home. Like if you didn't get it graded at it. work, yeah, you're mm. you're getting it graded at home. Like or us when you work for yourself, like there's no clock in, clock out. There's mm. there's no, oh, I'll take care of it on Monday. Let's go. Like you're doing it now. Like it's happening now. And the pressure I put on myself, like if you know anybody that works in social media and you think that I mean, there's obviously some people that just post shit absolute garbage and it's like they don't last very long but if you know somebody that's lasted a long time on the platform I'm thinking like in my head Marika and Wes Sprato you like people that have been around for a long time making shit on the internet the level of discipline those people have is actually absurd like it's like they could literally probably go a year without eating sugar that's how disciplined they are because they literally the the amount of work it takes to be in those jobs and like it never shuts off and you're constantly like I gotta make this I gotta make this I gotta make this and that same thing like your your colleagues quote unquote are running alongside you and when they're posting all the time you're like I need to keep going I need to keep going I need to keep going and there's numbers constantly telling you how good you are at being you how good you are at making stuff like it is freaking hard and being able to take breaks from that you need more breaks from that than you do from a job where you can just clock out because yeah it's and I think too, like, even if you are like facing a, if you're in a nine to five and you're facing a time like to where you do feel like you're about to get burnt out, whether you work for yourself or for somebody else, like, sadly, we live in a society to where unless you set yourself up super well, you need to make money all the time. Like you have to, in order to live. And that's just the way that our world works. So that a lot of people, like they can't just like stop working. And I don't even feel like 
every single time that you get a burnout or like you feel like it's about to come or you just like really need a break that you stop working necessarily but you just like get more in tune with yourself like start taking care of yourself more when you can that's where I go back to like like you were saying like unfortunately we have to make money for a living and it's like okay so don't do something you don't like even on my worst days like this week where I'm having this like why why am I here what am I doing I don't want to make anything like I always come around because I'm like this is what I love like yes. I would not, I would not want to be doing anything else. Like That's if you asked me today, exactly. yeah. If you asked me today, if everyone dies, what would you be doing? I'd say I'm still doing this. Like, this is what I love. Like I love doing this. And like, if you don't do something you love, you're going to come around one day and be like, this is not worth it. My life is a meaningless yes. treadmill. Like for some people working in finance is their absolute bread and butter. It's their shit. They yes. want to do it every day. Like, and for other people, it's not. So don't go into that just because you're going to get a paycheck. Because yeah. you, mo- the bulk of your life is going to be spent doing that thing. You should do something you actually care about and want to do. Like That's what sucks too. It's just like being in a relationship. Like It happens yeah. so fast to the point where you're like, fuck, I need to make money. I need to, I want to buy a house. Like you do have goals outside that this could possibly help, but then you get stuck in it and then you can't get out. And then you're like, okay, well, I really want to do something else. But now I've been working here for three years and I don't want to piss anybody off or like let anybody down. And just like and really like, pay attention to like what choice you're making before you get into a new chapter. Or you're like, I went to college for four years. And if I want to change, yeah. I, yeah, like uh, that is freaking cripplingly scary. I get it. But like, yeah. I don't know. I, I really like push anyone that feels like they have to like, there's this, uh, there's like confirmation bias, right. Which means like any evidence you find, you're going to use it as evidence for whatever your bias is. So like, if you're mm-hmm. in a job that you hate and you're like, well, but I went to school for this. So I have to stay here. No, that's confirmation bias. You don't have to stay there. You can literally leave tomorrow and decide you want to go work at fucking Wendy's until you get your shit together, make mm-hmm. the bare minimum payment on that student loan and figure it out. Like do what you need to do to get to the next step. Like Ethan just switched careers from police to fire for, because he knew that's what he wanted to do more. And then we'd be able to do more and, and do other things. Like he wants to pro rodeo and like the schedule as a police officer, you can't for a rodeo. Like you can as a firefighter and we can still make money, have insurance, have healthcare, all that. And also be able to do these other things we want to do. And like for him to make that change, he had to go to school to be an EMT and he was working graves as a cop, like four days a week. And that's when his, that's when his class was, was in the morning. So he would come mm-hmm. home, sleep for two hours, drive to freaking an hour away to his EMT Man, class. He's had home, a hell of a year. And he just like, he's a machine the man was like I do not want to do this anymore so if I have to do this for three months I'm gonna do it like I will get my EMT always shitty in the beginning like that it's always super hard and change always feels like so horrible like even if you are in a toxic relationship or a toxic work environment when you first get out of it like there's so much change involved like of course there's gonna be like it's gonna be hard but it's gonna be so much better when you get past like those moments, like once he's out of the academy and he's like got his schedule and he's figured his shit out, like he's going to be so happy that he just did it, made the choice to do it, put in the work for it. And now like, he's going to be like, look where I'm at now. You just got to embrace the suck for a little bit so you can get through that and have the discipline, have the discipline, work through it, do it so that you can have a better life. Like really try to create something that you want and not just what you have to do. There's so many people that stay in careers for so long that they don't like just because they feel like they have to make it work. Like if you, that's another thing I've learned too, is just like, if you want something, you will figure it out. The figure it out mentality has saved me so many times in my life. It's gotten me jobs. It's gotten me internships. It's gotten me through college. It literally, I, anything that I've been able to do, it's because I literally just figured it out. Like people always ask me for business advice, figure it out, watch YouTube videos, be so hungry for it that you can't fucking stop. Like that is what you need to do. And And if if it's a goal that really does fire you up, then it's going to be something that you are going to be able to get through. That's where like, when some people ask me like, okay, I just really don't have any motivation for this. Like I am really like, it's really giving me a hard time. Like saying, no, that's when I say like, that's yeah. That's when I say like, readjust your goals, like reevaluate them. Like it obviously isn't something that really fires you up because if it is, you are going to do like you're saying everything that you can to make sure that you figure this shit out. Yeah. Yeah that's been a big part of the last, I want to say probably ever since I started wayward. So I guess three, three years that, that like, just, and well, and just like realizing that like for a long time, life was just happening to me and I was mm-hmm. just letting it and I was just riding the fucking wave. And then when mm-hmm. I started college and I realized like, Oh, like I need to like take the reins here or someone else and something else is going to put me where I'm supposed to be. And I know yeah. people like that. They're like, for instance, I know some people that like, they, 
instead of trying to figure out what they want to do for a living, they decide they like just pick something and say, okay, I'll just do this instead. So I don't have to figure it out. Like, no, take the time to figure it out because you're going to, again, just be stuck somewhere that with, that you didn't pick that you just settled with for no freaking reason. Like I, like I said, for a long time, I was just letting things happen to me. And I was like, oh, well, like if I was supposed to be a YouTuber, I would have been, or if I was supposed to be a content creator, I would be already. Or if I was, you know, I, I just assumed like if I was supposed to write a book, the idea would have came to me already. No, that's not how it works. You need to go after those things. You don't, it's not like freaking, you know, prolific singers and movie stars were just in their bedroom and someone came up to them and was like, Hey, you want to be on TV? Like, yeah. no, they were like trying to get on TV for years. So I'm like, same thing with YouTubers. Like you'll hear about, there's like lots of YouTube channels that I follow and I'll be like, Oh, they must've just taken off right away. And then you find out they have like, they had like six channels before that making all different types of content, really trying to figure out what they were even going to be doing at the time. And you're like, Oh, Oh, so they were trying for a while before mm-hmm. this worked out. And like, yeah, that's how it goes. You you're doing shit for a while before it actually, you know, pans out for you. I, that's like the biggest myth that people think it's just going to happen to you. No, you need to like take the reins because literally you will end up somewhere you don't want to be. And then you'll wake up one day and be like, Oh my God, I wasted X amount of years just sitting here. hundred percent. And nobody can provide to this world what you can. Like, that's one of the things that I wrote down too, is like when I was younger, obviously like high school does this to you, but like, you really want to fit them all. Like you don't want to stand out because like, you don't want to get judged. And that's just like how a lot of us, like a lot of us carry that into our adulthood too. And I think that's where we get stuck into like what I've been saying this whole time, like societal standard. I just think that really is like what gets you in your twenties. Like you really just get wrapped up into this everyday nine to five life. And again, nobody can provide to this world, what you can, and nobody knows like what really is like, what fires you up, like what sets your soul on fire. And nobody can like give that to you. You're the only person that can provide that for yourself. So like that's one of the biggest things lately that I've been really trying to tap into, which I think we talked about in the last podcast too, but just like really embracing what makes me unique because there is not one other person in this world that's going to be able to provide to this universe, to the people around me, like to my community, what I can. And like, that's super important. And some people may not like it, like that's totally fine. But again, there's a benefit to it. And I believe in God. So I think like, okay, I was put on this earth to do something special and if I just like follow the easy route or like what I think should be right versus like really what makes me happy then that's really sad and I'll never live up to my potential I actually heard this one quote one time it's like when you go up to heaven whether it happens or not when you go up to heaven God's going to show you like the version of yourself that you were born to be essentially and like it should be your life goal to make those two people the same person yeah like you you want to be that you want to be twins with whoever that is because that was a person that like didn't take no for an answer was fearless like took every opportunity that they could like really just like lived out themselves and god forbid that doesn't happen because that would be really really sad and a lot of people sadly like they are older now and they still haven't like lived up to that and some people just settle with that and it's really sad i wrote down literally embracing your true and and best self that's like my one of the things i wrote down too like just literally letting it all out and just being you and when you do that you can drop your ego you drop like uh, there's I've met recently people who like are in their 20s and haven't figured that out yet and they like let jealousy and like this competition between them and other people like Mm -hmm. ruin their friendships and it's because they can't just be happy and okay and Mm -hmm. proud of who they are and just freely be that person like it will ruin other friendships for you if you can't Mm -hmm. just be like like anytime I meet somebody, like I, I always will, this is like a girl thing. Girls know you've, you've met someone like this. You'll be sitting down talking. They'll be like, Oh, did you see so-and-so is with blah, blah, blah. And you're like, Oh yeah. Okay. And then they're like, yeah, well, I just think she's like, just not very cute or what, whatever it is. Or I think their relationship is fake or I heard blah, blah, blah about them. And, you know, try oh, to find yeah. like a reason that there's yes. something wrong with them. And like, anytime, anytime it's like that, where it's like, obviously if someone's done you wrong, say whatever you got to say. If you've got actual evidence, you've got the receipts, you've got the tea. I'm here for that. Okay. I get it. We don't like her understood. She's evil. Got it. But like, if there's no reason you're just looking for something in someone, I, every time I've ever been in those situations, I will always like, if I'm feeling shitty about myself and I'm looking at something, I'm like, Oh, she's so much prettier than me. I'll be like, okay. But like, what am I? Like, I'm funny. I'm creative. I've got all these other things. Like maybe she's not creative. And I'm not saying that to shit talk her. I'm saying 
I've got something she doesn't. She's got something you that provide. I yeah, you provide and something fine. to the child that she can't. Yeah, yeah, and it's okay. It's not a big deal. We can be both be tens and have different reasons we're tens. Like it doesn't, it don't matter, you know. Like, and I try to like tell my little sister. Not that my little sister does that at all, but I try to like say that to her because I know when I was in high school, I always thought I was just so much worse than everybody else. I was like not pretty enough, not smart enough, not funny enough. And now that I like now that I'm older, I just think, well, okay, if she's really funny, well, I'm this, I have these things that, that make me not make me better than her, but we're, the, we're both good for different reasons. And that's okay. Like, it doesn't have to be like yeah. that. Right. And I, I don't know, that's just really embracing who you are and just it, the world is so much better. If you just let it out, like all of your favorite people, like think about like list your favorite, like celebrities, music, musicians, people in movies, like social media influencers, the ones you love the most, it's because they are themselves and you love yeah. them. Like mm -hmm. if you're not doing that, like look at them and say, why do I like them? Oh, cause they're themselves. Then you need to do the same yes. thing. That's yes. how you're going to be the best you like is by being you and encouraging other people to do the same. Like if, yeah. when one person does it, we all feel better doing it. You know, like, I think that's such a big thing for sure. And you can try to mold yourself to what everybody else loves and you're still going to have haters. So like, I even think like, uh, like within the last couple of years, I've learned that you really could have the best intentions and like, just make it a point that you will never like do somebody dirty or anything like that. And you will still have people that talk so much shit about you. And yep. at some point you just got to learn to like, let those people go. Like a lot of the times they're not people that you would even take advice from anyway. So like, why even give them the time of day? And I'll tell you, like, it is hard for me. Like I'm preaching to the choir. The choir is myself, but yep. no matter what, like I said on this podcast many times, like Jesus had haters, like you are always going to have people that, especially if you live in a small town or like you have a community around you or whatever it is, like you're on social media, there's always going to be people that talk shit about you. And you just got to be like, so in tune with yourself. And just so happy about like what you're doing constantly, like putting in that work to where you don't even give a fuck about those people's opinions anymore, because no matter what people are going to have them and you just got to learn how to like drop the bad ones, not even well, care and, about it. And I think nine times out of 10, when you're being yourself and someone doesn't like you, it's because they can't do the same thing. Absolutely. I mean, if you want to look deeper into it, you. I, yeah, you need to like <laughs> yeah. empathy for them because a lot of the times, like if you do have good intentions and like you love everything that you're doing, like what could they have to say about that? So a lot of the times they are making up stuff to like make other people like basically like if they're talking shit, they're talking shit to somebody to make themselves sound better than you. That's really yeah. the goal. They just want to make themselves, they want to make you sound like shit, like a horrible person. And they want to make themselves sound like really good people. And like just that intention in itself is horrible. It's not it's people you'd want to be around and nobody you should pay attention to. It's literally the other side of what I was just saying, that friend that's like, oh, well, she's blah, blah, blah. And I just don't like yeah. her. And it's really, and, and you're like. Okay. People do that to you too. They find you, they are intimidated by you because they can't do the same thing as you. Yeah. They can't be themselves. They can't freely post what you post or whatever that is. And, and they come up with a reason to not like you because they yeah. are, they are, they're annoyed that they can't do the same thing. And that's stupid. Yeah. Like drop your jealousy, drop your ego, drop, drop it. Like, it's just not worth it. And the world is literally, there's like whole giant freaking catastrophes that happen just because people can't fucking let go of that shit. Like it's, yeah. it's awful. Like and people, sadly, some people never will. Like I know no. people that are like even like older ladies. Honestly, were like the epitome of my problem in high school rodeo. Like it really <laughs> wasn't even like the girls that were my age. It was the their moms. moms, and I'm like, yeah. literally, it doesn't stop. Like people that are gonna be like that are just always gonna be like that, and you just have to know within yourself. Like I never want to be a person like that. I will never like act like that, and it will help you a lot. I mean, it's I not, never... not to say it's not hard in the moment, but it will help you. I never knew the understood the true meaning of selfish until I was like in my twenties. And I look at people and I'm like, that is so selfish. Selfish isn't yeah. just like not sharing something or taking something from somebody. It's also like being the mom that's living vicariously through your kid and not caring about how shitty of a time they're having because you decided mm -hmm. that you need all the attention on you and you have to be drama, drama bitch. Like, cause you're so selfish that you want to take that away from your kid. Cause you can't think mm -hmm. about anyone but yourself. Like that is like, uh, you're so unaware of like reality at that point like you People do not understand reality dirty. and I think yeah. that was my blind optimism like when I was younger too like I just really thought like if I was nice to somebody and I like gave them my all then why would they ever like think to do me dirty like that because I'm just like not that type of person and that happened really bad to me like this last year like someone did me so dirty and I'm like how can somebody even operate like that and somebody just did that to Keith too and I just feel so bad but like sadly that's one of the things in life that you have to like kind of get through is like people aren't really afraid to do you dirty they're not yeah. afraid to be shady and obviously those aren't the people that you want to be around and it's really shitty if you're involved in a situation like that but again you got to be so strong within yourself and in tune with yourself that it doesn't matter and you can get through it and it's fine 
uh, sadly, people just be that way sometimes. And me and Taylor, Taylor from Sage Wars Capital, talk about this all the time. This is like a discussion we have about how people like create their own realities and there's like actual reality and then there's your reality, right? And those people that do shitty things to you, like they like make up for it in their head as like, well, this is what happened. And they literally invent yep. like a scenario that yes. makes it okay to do what they and did. And they believe it. Yeah, they, like like the moms, like the drama moms, like they won't admit that they're being absolutely ridiculous, like yeah. to detriment of their child. They won't admit that because they're living in this reality that is completely like they don't even... <laughs> How can you be yeah. that withdrawn? Like it should be one of your goals as a young person to be as in tune with the actual reality of what's happening. Like so many times in my life, anytime I do something, I automatically expect the worst of myself. So I'm like, if I, if I don't get enough done, I'm like, are you being lazy? I literally like interrogate myself. Like, are you yeah. being lazy? Are you being rude to this person? Are you like, cause people are naturally like bad. Like we're naturally want to like take the bigger part of that piece of pizza from somebody, right? Like, oh, we cut it in half and we take the bigger slice or whatever. Like I'm all, all constantly being like, am I doing that? Am I doing that? Am I doing that? Am I doing that? Am I being kind to people? Am I taking advantage of this person? Like, cause it's just like, yeah. cause I want to be in tune with what's actual reality. I don't, I don't want to be joking with myself that, you know, that, that right. there's some, that, that I'm doing everything right. And people will just do that. Oh, and I'm just doing everything right. And they don't ever critically think about anything mm -hmm. and, and think about their flaws. What, what is something that I do bad? Like early in my twenties, I learned that I was like, I have a hard time when I've already learned something watching someone else make the same mistake. Like it was really hard for me. And I would like, I had to give my opinion and I had to be like, you need to do this. And there are so many people out there that just, I was a person that if you told me something, I would learn that lesson. I don't have to do it. I can just go on with my mm -hmm. life. There are so many people that need to just go through the stupid shit on their own in order to actually figure it out. And I would just like be so far down those people's throats, trying to tell them like, please don't do that. And it would seem like I was like, I, it would just be too much. And so I've learned like, just don't give your opinion. Like not everybody wants it. Not everybody needs it. Some people need other things and you need to just sit back. And if someone comes to you and asks for it, that's when you say, do you want me to tell you the truth? Or do you want me to tell you what you want to hear? Because I am very passionate about everything I talk about and every person. So I, like, it might come off a certain way. And, you know, I've, I've learned to like be a better friend that way. Like that's one of the major flaws that I worked on and I don't do that anymore. And I'm so much easier about like, okay, tiptoe around it when they need it, they'll come to you. If, unless it's like life or death, someone's getting like in a DV relationship and you think it's like not going to be safe. Just keep your mouth shut. Just let yeah. Just yeah, because let a lot of the times I feel like people like maybe aren't ready to even process it. You know, like even if you were to tell them absolutely step-by-step step what they needed to do to get out of that situation that they're in or like to be a better person or whatever it is, like they nine, nine times out of 10 probably aren't ready for that. And that's why they're not in that position yet. So they actually do have to like either go through a really hard time or something like that to actually like learn it, which sucks, especially when you love the person that you're trying to help. But sadly, that's just the way that it goes. And realizing that some people will just never do the self-work, so they'll never be ready. And that, and yeah. some of your favorite people, like I know there was like people when I was growing up that I would look at and be like, oh my God, you are such an idiot. Like you, like this is like a bad adult, right? This adult is stupid. They do dumb things. They are in a marriage that's really shitty. Like they're just unhappy with their life. Like I don't want to be like them, right? And mm -hmm. something that you don't realize when you're growing up is that some of your siblings, friends, cousins, they're going to be that person. Like they're going to be the yeah. person that just does dumb thing after dumb thing because they don't want to do the work. And like, you can't force them to do it. Do they have yeah. to want to do it themselves? And if they want to live in the false reality, like I was saying earlier, where no, this person's good for me, this, you know, boyfriend's awesome, or this job is good, or I'm happy doing this. And you know, they're not like, you can't stop them. Like you no. really can't like, unless they come to you begging, like there's, there is no, they're going to have to do it on their own. And yeah. some of your closest people are going to be dumb. Like, and that's really hard to swallow, but you have to fucking let them. Yeah. Nothing you can do about it. Yeah. yeah I think we pretty much went through my whole list. I have a couple of other little things. I feel like I could talk about this for like days. Years. <laughs> Same. Days and days. Hope you guys got something out of this. Learned a little bit related to it. I'm sure a lot of our audience is like, around our same age as well. So I'm sure a lot of you guys can relate to it. Maybe we'll do a part two sometime yeah. down the road. Cause I hope a lot of, so I hope a lot of younger people listen to this because I feel like we have yeah. a lot of advice in here. We should do one just on relationships, like just on like 
relationships for young girls. Like, so they, Dude, I would love that. Yeah. Maybe we so do that many, next week. Maybe we will. What do you guys think? Yeah. Should we do it? <laughs> relationship advice? Should we? I wish all four of us were together because then Ethan and Keegan can, maybe not. I know. <laughs> maybe they do not need to be in it. <laughs> Honestly, Ethan, men's like outlook on relationships. Ethan would just say, just don't be dumb and be yeah. smart. Like, that's all he would yeah. say. Yep. That's his whole Literally. thing. All right. Well, that's it, guys. We had a really good time chatting with you. This was a good episode. Yeah, I agree. Thank you guys for taking the time to listen to this episode. Um, rate us on Spotify, rate us on Apple Podcasts, wherever Apple you're listening Podcast. to us. If yeah, if you're on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a review. We'll say that every single time until we have all the reviews in the world. We want to be on the yep. charts. Put us up there. Yes, on the charts, guys. Yeah, we're gonna be next to call her daddy. Call her yes. daddy and call me cowboy are going to be fighting. Joe Rogan, That's- too. <laughs> I'm coming for Joe Rogan. <laughs> All okay. right, guys. We'll talk to you next week. See ya. Bye.